Kristen Crow. And I'm Kristen Caridio. And this is Must Contain, the podcast from Atumos where we help explain the how of marketing, although we can't always explain the why. Join us every two weeks as we break down marketing and corporate topics and discuss what they really mean. And if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to like, follow, or subscribe in all your favorite podcast platforms. And we're back with episode five of Must Contain. I'm also back and fully recovered. This is KAC, Kristen. Uh, So my voice is hopefully not difficult to listen to. I did not die as uh, the other Kristen said I did. Rumors of my death were greatly exaggerated, but thank you for flying solo last week, Kristen. No problem. I am glad you are back because today is an exciting day. Kristen, we have our first non-Atumote guest here with us. I know. I mean, I don't know what prize she won, but it's a pretty big one. Uh, And Alex Long is here with us today to talk about a super hot B2B marketing topic, chatbots. Hello, Alex. Hello. That's so exciting to be the first outsider to come on your pod. We so are fun. so excited to have you. Thanks. I love talking chatbots, so I'm ready to nerd out with you guys. Awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Alex? Sure. So um, I am a marketing operations manager, most recently uh, with Corn Ferry, although I did just quit my job yesterday. So um, no longer with Corn Ferry, moving on to the next thing. (laughs) But um, yeah, lots of marketing ops. Um, Nerdy stuff is all in my forte and what I love to talk about. Well, I personally am really excited to talk about this because to be quite honest, uh, I am a chatbot slash uh, conversational marketing skeptic, uh, but I'm definitely willing to be persuaded. Uh, I My like personal thing about this is that I feel like a number of companies who may or may not be named uh, have done a really great job of marketing this tech. And it sort of became a few years ago, like the new hot thing everyone had to have in their stack. And uh, I kind of just fail to see how anything could live up to that hype. But, uh, you know, I am excited to talk to you about sort of the, the general applicability of chatbots. I love converting people to chatbots. It's literally my favorite thing these days. It's my absolute favorite tech. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your history with, with the conversational marketing technology and the, and the chatbot tech. Yeah, so um, flashback to the year that nobody loved, 2020, uh, and nobody's spending money on any technology at all. So I went to my powers that be and I said, look, we're coming up on the end of our fiscal year. I want just one thing. If we do no new tech this year, I want one thing and it's not even expensive. I want to do chatbots. And I think that's really going to help us with lead gen and with website conversion. And 
apparently I was persuasive enough uh, because it worked and we ended up signing on a chat bot um, and we took a, a little bit of time we went into it you know with a kind of loose strategy in mind some ideas on how we want to use it and we took about six eight weeks or so to formulate all of our first initial experiences with our chat bot um, and then we went live in a very short pilot just to kind of proof of concept on low value web pages and it was out outstanding it was absolutely way beyond our expectations so then we went fully live and in under a year had over 500x roi um which wow. i can't name any other technology where i've had 500x roi it almost sounds unreal to be honest. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've got the receipts if you want them, but uh, I was also shocked when I saw the numbers. I mean, that is awesome. And we're going to get more into how you managed to do that. But before we get into the nitty gritty, we're going to start where we always start on must contain. And that is ask you, Alex, what is a chat bot or chat bots and conversational marketing? What do those mean? Yeah, so I think it's really kind of twofold. There is chatbots, which are no human involvement. You don't have to have somebody sitting at a computer waiting for uh, someone on your website to engage with at all times. It can be purely formatted and let to live on its own. And it's a really great tool for your website conversions, lead gen, uh, directing people to where they need to be on the website, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and then there's conversational marketing, true conversational marketing, where you have a live person on the other end. Um, and it may be some combination thereof for those types of experiences where you kind of have a couple of questions to figure out who's the right person for that uh, lead to talk to, but you have a BDR or a salesperson, someone on the other side who can say, great, here's some baseline info, let's schedule a call. Um, so those are really kind of the two pillars of this technology and this kind of strategy for marketing. So I want to jump back into your success metrics, right? Because I've already outed myself as a chatbot skeptic. Uh, for me personally, my like whole skepticism stems from the fact that like, I will not talk to a chatbot, like unless <laughs> I am absolutely forced to because it's a customer service situation and there isn't any other way to get in touch with them, uh, which, you know, you've seen a lot of during the pandemic, right? People are, are staffing those customer service mm -hmm. kind of B2C lines with chatbots and not real people. Um, so maybe I'm in the minority, but in a B2B context, will people really interact with, with chatbots on your website? You're not in the minority. In fact, I'm also one of those people who I generally don't want to talk to the chat, but I close it out, I get rid of it. But you're not talking to the majority. Majority of your website is probably not going to be somebody who's going to purchase from you anyways. They're looky-loos. They're people who um, are, you know, going to look and say, oh, no, this isn't what I'm looking for, actually. You're looking for that smaller percentage of people who you can go and say, I want to talk to you. Here's more information about the things that you've been looking at. Here's a personalized experience, um, at least some level of personalization that you can talk to them at um, and really engage with a handful of people to push them down the funnel. Um, you're not looking for those people who are at the very tippy top of your funnel, just entering it. You're looking for those that are just a smidge further down. I don't know if I like or dislike chatbots. I know I don't like talking to actual people, especially on the telephone. And I have 
the only chatbot experience I've ever had. And I thought it was a little bit crazy, but I was trying to get an estimate for my someone to hang Christmas lights on my house. And I went to a website and they had a chat bot and it was like, get an estimate. So I clicked the button and a chat bot popped up and it asked me, it was clearly a bot, you know, had asked me yes or no questions where I click yes, no, okay, not okay. And the last question was like, our minimum projects are $8,000. Is that in your budget? And I was like, no, thank you. Goodbye. This is crazy. Uh, and at first I thought, what a waste. But then I thought, maybe not. I didn't have to talk to anybody. How much right. less emotional and mental stress did that give you, right? Because <laughs> you didn't take the time to go talk to a person. Like for a consumer, whether you're B2B or B2C, that means you don't have to play phone tag with somebody. You aren't leaving voicemails back and forth and spending a week trying to get an estimate. You found out right away that, oh, no, I really don't want to pay you to put up my Christmas lights because <laughs> I don't have $8,000 for... Right? a, you know, activity that's going to last for a month and a half. Um, so, you know, that saves you time in the long run. It saves you emotional and mental stress. But on the flip side, from the business point of view, they're not wasting their time with you, who's somebody who's never going to purchase from them. So it's a great way to filter out those people who are not going to be people you're selling to, who are obviously and very clearly based on a minimum amount of, of information, um, just not somebody who you're going to spend your time on because they're not going to net you any profits. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, and I'm, I'm assuming that you have tended to use your chatbot. Part of your chatbot strategy is being on that qualification. Mm -hmm. And, um, can you talk a little bit more about, about using the chatbot to qualify, uh, to qualify prospects in a, in a B2B context? Yeah. So for B2B, you know, one of the things that we would see a lot, uh, at Corn Free is that, um, as a recruiting firm, it's one of the services that Corn Ferry offers. We'd see a lot of candidates come through, which are great. We want them to be in our database so that if we have a good position, we can reach out to them, but they're not somebody who needs to go into our marketing database. They're not somebody who needs to go into our CRM. They're not somebody who needs to speak to one of our salespeople um, because they're not going to sign a contract with us. We don't charge them for those services. Um, you know, we also get current clients who aren't sure of where they're supposed to reach out to for customer service. Maybe they um, forgot their login for one of the platforms and they don't know where else to go. And they're filling out on the contact form. Hey, somebody call me and salespeople don't want to spend their time with that because that's not their job. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. Um, so it gives you a way to really present them with an easy place to find information and say, here you go call this number or email this address and they'll be able to help you. Or if you have live chat available, you can even redirect that outside of sales and marketing people over to customer service and they can talk with somebody live, um, which is that use case we've seen a lot with B2C. Um, but it works for B2B as well, because you're definitely, if you're in B2B, you're selling something. And for a lot of us these days, we're looking at selling technology and comes with the customer service expectation. So it's a great way to keep those people who salespeople might sometimes call time wasters. I feel that's probably a little harsh, but nonetheless, you know, you're not wasting anybody's time by passing somebody like, oh no, you got to get to this person. Oh no, it's actually this person. You can just say, here's a phone number column. They're going to be able to help. Would you say, so when, when folks are talking to the chatbot, say that you, that you implemented, do they know they're talking to a chatbot or do you, do you mimic 
a real person or is there actually like a real person on the end of that? Cause you mentioned that's one of the differences between conversational marketing and, you know, sort of a pure chatbot strategy. Yeah, I definitely think it's a best practice to, if it's a bot that's talking to that lead, to that person, you come right out and say, I'm a bot, I'm the virtual assistant, you know, one of those acronyms or, you know, give your chatbot a fun name if you want. You can say, hey, I'm John Doe, the virtual assistant. I'm going to try and help you out and ask you a few questions so I can get you to the right person. Um, I think it's a best practice. I think people know and uh, expect to a certain degree to interact uh, with technology and not just a person these days. Um, you know, Kristen just said she doesn't want to have to talk to somebody if she doesn't have to on the phone. Yeah. I'm with her on that one. I think most uh, people these days don't want to have to talk to somebody on the phone. They don't need to. Um, so it's a great way to say you're chatting with a bot, being upfront with that. I don't think people really mind. And I haven't experienced anybody who's like, I'm mad. I'm not talking to a real person right now. Um, because when you set that expectation, it's fine. If you don't set that expectation, you're trying to mimic really closely a real person, then they find out that, oh, you're not actually a real person. That could kind of be like, oh, hmm, that's weird. People don't like being duped. I, th I think you wanted to name your chatbot something pretty funny at Corn Fairy. I did. I wanted to name it the Corn Fairy like with wings um because i thought it was a really fun play on words and i'm a super punny person that is my personality and my sense of humor um didn't fit the brand voice which what? fine i guess if you've got to stick to a brand so we've talked a lot about lead gen and qualification and and getting people to the right place but are there other common use cases outside of lead gen and just straight qualification that you've either seen companies do or that you've considered doing yourself with your chatbot or through conversational marketing with a real person? Yeah, so I think lead gen's probably the most common use case, but there's tons of other use cases and I'm seeing more and more companies be more creative with these use cases. Um, you know, you can use it as a uh, webinar follow-up. So if you're doing live webinars that you then put on demand on your website, you can, you know, you're probably having somebody fill out a form to get to your on-demand. And then you can use your chatbot on the on-demand page for them to ask questions that can later be followed up on, things like that. Um, you can do kind of a hand-in-hand -hand demo with your chatbot. So if you've got a demo going on your web page and you integrate that with your chatbot, your chatbot can say, great, I need your email address and we'll get started. You plug in your email address and the demo moves on and they can interact with your demo and you know do the little information bells and things, all that fun stuff. And then you can go back to your chatbot and say, we can go down multiple paths for instance, and here's your selections, choose one and we'll go forward. Um, so you can have it kind of interact with different technologies um, I'm seeing people really start to leverage it with ABM technology, if you're using that, um, whether it be like Sixth Sense or Demand Base, um, those integrate with most of the chatbots out there so you can target and be super personalized and really incorporate it into your ABM strategy as part of the tech suite that you're using for that. Um, I think really the options are endless. Like it's just all about how creative you can be. And then when you start throwing real people in, um, you can get, really special, I think, experiences at certain points. 
So you named off some of the integrations that uh, you would expect from a chatbot service. Can you talk to us about some of the leading uh, tech in the space? Yeah, so I think the ones most people are common with are going to be Drift, um, Qualified, who is my personal favorite. I adore them. I'm, you could call me a fangirl. Uh, and the other one's probably Intercom that you see most commonly. And once you've kind of talked to some of these folks, you start picking out who's got which on their websites too. Not even from engaging with it, just a little bubble in the beginning. You can always tell. <laughs> That's a fun, uh, that's a fun thing as you're just like cruising around the web being like, that's drift, that's qualified. Yep. Yep. It's a little bit, where's Waldo? Yeah. Or where's Wally I mean, for European who folks? Who hasn't checked a website or an email they got to see what, what map sent yeah, that, totally. that email right. or what, what they're, what they're using to track you on the site, right? right? I mean, if we're mops nerds, that's how we work. That's right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. We're all we're always looking at the code to figure out what they're what they're doing. Um, so, uh, you know, you talked about how you can see what what websites and people are using chatbots and which ones they're using. But if you are someone who's looking into implementing a chatbot or or some sort of conversational marketing medium, how do you know if this is right for your organization, and how do you kind of figure out where to go from there to, to start using that medium? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's not one of those things where you have to be a super, super mature marketing organization to get started. Um, you, the big thing that you need to know is how your life cycle works so that you know, kind of how you're addressing people and you need to have your website in order. It needs to be navigable. You need to be able to get from point A to point B and not have a bajillion different refers to different pages and, uh, you know, your landing pages and stuff. So you really kind of have to understand how those work and then start slow. If you're going to build out a strategy, you don't have to go full tilt, pedal to the metal. Everything's live. Everybody in the organization has a login and is talking to people left, right, and sideways. Um, you know, it's, you can start with just bots. You can start with just one bot. Um, in fact, with Corn Ferry, what we did is we designed two or three very simple bots initially, and then we built one big one that we could use anywhere on our website. Um, and then as we've developed more chat bots and more experiences for different campaigns, different pages on the site, different capabilities, uh, we were able to just say, okay, this is going to appear, uh, this experience is going to appear on this page before you would see the homepage experience, or we can customize it with that audience. If we know this person and their current client, or we know this person and they're one of our target accounts for our ABM strategy, we can say, you know, address them in this particular way. Um, and so your default experience, as I like to call it, kind of moves down your priority list. Um, from my experience, what I've seen with these, the, the different platforms kind of works in how you might see a, if you're a Marketo user, um, choice steps work in a flow. Uh, it's, you know, once it hits the first one, it's going to jump down and just continue on. It's not going to go through every single step and try and do it. Uh, so it allows you to start with a good foundation that way and then get fancy. Awesome. That's all really great information. And like, personally, I would be excited to look back <laughs> into the tech and, and maybe think about using that for some of our Atumos marketing, maybe like 
conversation has definitely converted me a little bit, Alex. So, uh, <laughs> I appreciate We appreciate you stopping by to talk to us about that and demystify something that I think, uh, does seem a little bit overwhelming and like, you're going to need to have salesperson on point for that. Like you're going to need to have to coordinate across a couple of different teams to make it happen. So I think it's cool to have that broken down, uh, and have you tell us how folks can get started with, uh, a chatbot strategy pretty easily. Yeah, I love talking about it. So I'm always happy to have those conversations. So with that, here are three things from our conversation that you really need to know about chatbots and conversational marketing. If you know nothing else about the about chatbots, here's what you need to know. One, your chatbot strategy is to help push people down the funnel who are already looking to get in touch with you or to help qualify them. Most of the people on your website aren't going to interact with it, and that's okay. Think of the job of the chatbot as being uh, accelerating people down the funnel. It probably won't capture people who otherwise weren't looking to talk. Two, you should have your lead lifecycle in place and you should have your website in order and mapped out and understand how both of those things work really well before implementing a chatbot, but you don't need a super sophisticated marketing organization or marketing operations organization to make it work. Three, when signing up with a chatbot service, don't worry about needing to staff it or have live people on the other end of the line. You can get a ton of value with a bot only strategy and you can pilot that as Alex did on low value web pages to help show ROI to start. If you are going to be bot only, say that. You're not going to be able to fool people into thinking that a robot is a person. You could be cute or funny about it, and that always plays well, but don't try to trick people. That's Must Contain Chatbots. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with another great MOPS topic. Until then, remember, it's people, process, and technology. This episode was produced by Kristen Crow. Kristen Caridio, Ali Stoltzfus, and Lindsay Walter. It was edited by Kristen Crow. Theme music by Rusty Hall. Special thanks to Alex Long. And that's Must Contain. I'm Kristen Crow, and we'll see you in two weeks. Okay, Ali, we're done.